um, but those worked. Like I, you know, I had a hundred people at that first event that I did. I did it on my own because I was fully connected to what that was, and and knew who the audience would be, what you know, why they would want to go. Um, and speaking of networking, a lot of people came. It wasn't their kind of thing because it was very yoga, meditation, very uh, holistic. And they said to me. I wouldn't normally do something like this, but I trust you. Hi, I'm Caitlin Pyatt, owner of Authentic Branding and Marketing, where I work with female entrepreneurs to brand, market, and grow their small businesses. I'm your host for this podcast, Startup Marketing. I'm a mom of three and entrepreneur, so if you ever hear little kids in the background, it's just my life, trying to make this all work while I build a business. I worked as a corporate marketer for over 12 years, where I focused on marketing and branding strategy, along with marketing management. Often, I heard small business owners say they weren't doing any marketing because they couldn't afford to outsource it to an agency and they didn't know how to do it themselves. When I started my business, I knew I could take my expertise and my experience to help women thrive by teaching them how to create strategic marketing plans they could feel confident about and show them the tools to make managing their marketing easy and efficient. So if you're an entrepreneur out there who's Googling how to brand and market your business, you've come to the right place. The goal of Startup Marketing is to make all of my marketing knowledge accessible and actionable so you can take it and level up your business. I'm a huge marketing nerd and I'm passionate about sharing everything I know with you. This podcast is genuinely one of my favorite things to create. So get ready to learn about all things marketing. Hey, Startup Marketing listeners, I'm excited to bring you today's discussion and guest, Stacy Shipman. Stacy is the founder and facilitator of Engage the Room and the host of the podcast, Shed the Formality. She makes speaking, selling, small talk, networking, whatever face-to-face interactions feel awkward, feel more natural, and be more fun and engaging. She believes human connection is impossible when you are acting like a robot. Boring, bland, and basic are default settings, but they aren't the only settings. With the right settings, you can drop learned behavior that never felt natural in the first place, step out of the conventional bubble, and engage the room with who you really are. Why is this topic so interesting to me? Because nobody told me when I started my business that networking was going to be my number one marketing strategy. And it's intimidating, but thanks to Stacy's approach, it feels so much more natural. And if you're anything like me, understanding how to make networking feel less awkward so you can grow and scale your business by making authentic, meaningful connections with people who can refer business to you or just give you great advice advice as an entrepreneur is much needed knowledge. So let's dive in. Hi, Stacey, and welcome to Startup Marketing. I'm excited to have you here today. Oh, it's nice to be here, Caitlin. Of course. Thank you for joining us. So tell us a little bit about your background and what it is you do. Mm. The background, well, when I was really young, I wanted to be a singer. Mm. <laughs> but then, <laughs> but I was really shy. So that didn't happen when I was younger. And then I went to business school and I spent the first part of my career in market research and corporate marketing behind the scenes. And then in 2006, I left to start a business and it's been 15 years that I've been out on my own. I do not have, I am not doing the same work that I did back then. I was in wellness at the time when I first started. And today uh, my focus is really on working with people who were like me when I first started my business and felt really uneasy 
with networking and putting myself out mm-hmm, there because mm-hmm. I never had to do it before. And, uh, and now I, I provide different services. I host events online and in person and host a podcast that uh, helps folks feel more comfortable with speaking, networking, small talk, sales, all those interactions mm-hmm, that can mm-hmm. feel really awkward and, yes. and anxiety provoking for a lot of people. Yes, <laughs> it is. It is a very necessary. Mm-hmm. I um, really kind of underestimated how much networking I would need to do, you know, being a being a marketer coming mm. into owning my own business. I was like, eh, just going to market my right. business, obviously. Um, and I learned over the past year that there's like no amount of marketing when you are brand new Mm. that can really make up for like having a network. And when I, when I was in my corporate position, I was really fortunate that, or I viewed it as being very fortunate at the time that we had a woman who was a phenomenal, she was our like community development and business development person. And she was just a phenomenal networker. You know, she's kind of one of those people like everywhere she goes, she knows someone or she knows someone who knows somebody who's at this thing. Right. And I never had to like actually get out and network. Hmm. And so I, you know, was really well connected leaving my job within like the marketing community because that's where I had spent all of my time. Yeah. But I wasn't as connected in like the general business community. And it was like kind of a kick in the pants to be <laughs> like, okay, that sucks. You should have been building that network, you know, before you ever left yeah. to come and do this. And it was also like the steep learning curve to be like, how do I show up Mm -hmm. and be really prepared? And, you know, it just make it not feel super, super awkward. Mm -hmm. And I think something that like a lot of people, I think a lot of people openly admit that they don't like networking and they don't like making small talk. So I think it's a really great (laughs) place to be in because, um, you probably end up with a lot of people like me who are like, oh, it turns out I actually need this to grow my business and and for my career. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know about you. You know, you said you didn't do it before you left your job and I didn't either because nobody told me about it. I didn't know that it was, I didn't know what networking was. My husband who started his career as a, as a teacher, but then an entrepreneur before he went inside a company, he's the one who told me, he said, if you want to build a business, you need to network. And I had no idea what that meant. I really didn't. So. Right. And that's what I was like, do I just, you know, do I leave like I have like a stack of business cards from vendors that I met with. Is that networking? Like, is that, you know? Um, So tell us then what, what is networking? It's really simple. It's sharing information and resources and building, making connections with Mm -hmm. possible collaboration partners, referral partners, support networks. Mm -hmm. You know, it is a lot of, things, but I guess in a word, it's relationship building. And Mm -hmm. well, that's two words, relationship building. (laughs) In a phrase. (laughs) In a phrase. Um, But it is, it's about sharing resources and building relationships that Mm -hmm. will further your business and hopefully elevate others. You know, uh, I just hosted an event last week, actually, and one of the people, she's relatively new to networking and hasn't, hasn't really enjoyed it. Like we were saying, like most people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And by the end of it, she said, you know, I come in, I I used to go networking thinking, what am I going to get 
out of this mm -hmm. event. Mm -hmm. She said, but you're making me realize that it's not just about me. It's also about how I can be of service to other people. And that might, you know, show yeah, up yeah. Ways. So it, it's, um, it's a give and take a dance, however you want to talk about it, but it is definitely it is. all about relationships. It is. And I think that's the thing that like, I think makes networking intimidating when you kind of go into it thinking, how am I going to ask these people for business? I think that's kind of the mentality that a lot of people have. That's certainly kind of what I was thinking when I was like, okay, well now I need to start networking because I want, I want referrals and I need part, you know, like I want to start creating these connections. Mm -hmm. And it took me, I think like one networking event to figure out that like that was not how I was, <laughs> how I was going to like because you know I, I went it like I hyped myself up and I was like you can do this you can ask for the business you know and I like read some like hype articles or whatever it was that I did um and I immediately got there and was like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything because I was too like it wasn't authentic or genuine feeling to me to go in and be like, hey, I'd like to work with clients that probably work with you. I think I can fill some gaps here. Like that mm -hmm. was, I was like, ooh, that feels like I'm coming in hot. <laughs> I would run in the other direction yeah, from right. anybody who approached me that way. And so I didn't even like, that strategy didn't even get off the ground before I was like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> that's not what we're going to do. Right. Um, you know, and then the more I thought about like, oh, if I just kind of like go in and genuinely approach it and say like, what are these people looking for? Like it, it, that switch happened, I think, pretty yeah. quick for me. But well, You're touching on something that com that has been coming up a lot in com different conversations that I'm having both, you know, in my business and on podcasts. And that is what's what networking is not and networking mm -hmm. is not selling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and that is, I think, a real because when I first went, I was I thought similar to you. I'm like, wow, one event, I'm going to meet all the people. They're all going to be my <laughs> yeah. client, and I'm yes. going to be off and running. And that's so not what happens uh, because it is about building relationships. I mean, for the lucky few, you might walk out with some leads. Yeah, I get, absolutely, I get that. absolutely. Uh, for for a lot of us, though, that's not how it works, especially depending on the type of business that you have, and. And it really is more of a long game. But mm -hmm. I think to be really clear about what it is and what it isn't, it is not sales. Mm -hmm. it's, it's part of the process to get to a sale, but it is not actually the sell. Correct. And that, that can, I, I share that because I think when I, for myself back in the day and also now talking to people that I can see a sigh of relief with mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. and it takes a lot of the pressure off. Yeah, to, to absolutely. Have a way of thinking about it. Absolutely. I mean, like, because I think you kind of get into your head, rightfully so. In this mm -hmm. instance, you get into your head, mm -hmm. and you're like, if you're thinking of it as a sale, you're like, I would never want somebody to approach me like this. And so then you're like, well, how am I going to do it in a way that feels like genuine and authentic? And like, the answer is you're not going to, <laughs> because it, that's not what it is. I, right. I. I think that distinction, it is part of the sales process, but it is not the sales process. Yeah. It really does kind of like take the the load off, which mm. I feel like kind of 
taking the load off, that is a nice little dovetail into your podcast, which is called Shed the Formality. Mm-hmm. And I and really when I hear you say, and I guess I have the benefit of having had a really great conversation with you right. previously because yes. I guess on your on your <laughs> podcast. Um but you know, when I hear you say, you know, like you're taking that load off for people, mm-hmm. I hear you saying like you're helping them shed kind of that formality a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so your podcast, um, where you have these really rich conversations about your guests, about how to shed these like protocols that are ingrained in us over time yeah. that ultimately help us connect more authentically when we let those go. Mm-hmm. What are some of the most common protocols that you see entrepreneurs or business owners struggling with that keep them from connecting authentically, especially with their target audience at those networking events? Oh, how much time do we have? (laughs) And this is the one and only question for the podcast. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, I mean, the first one we've touched on, and that is Mm -hmm. the the definition of networking. You know, I think that is definitely a belief or a behavior or something that people have heard or learned about what it actually is. So that's definitely something that can hold people back because if you don't like selling, you're not going to like networking. Um, I think another formality or protocol is uh, I like to call them that I'm, I'm like part of my mission is to rid the world of this. But when you, and, and when we, talk about networking here today, just to be clear, Caitlin, I, my work is about face-to-face networking. So mm-hmm. whether that's online, on, you know, on video or yeah. in person. Um, and I think one of the, the biggest roadblocks is you walk into a room full of strangers and the, what we've been taught is when you start a conversation, the first question is, so what do you do? Uh-huh. Yeah. And I really, I do not believe that is a good first question. And mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I know I have been to events where that is the first question. And if your answer, if my answer doesn't fit what that person is looking for, mm, they've automatically they, checked out, they check out and they, they walk away so that you don't build a connection. You don't make a connection or therefore build a relationship mm-hmm. when, when you shut down a conversation. So I think that's definitely a, a roadblock for a lot of people. Mm. Uh, I think another roadblock for people or formality or belief or behavior is there's no follow-up. So you go to these events Mm. or you spend time online meeting people and you've made great connections and you feel good about it, but there's no process or strategy for what to do next Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. and how to maintain those relationships. Um, And then another, I'll give two more. One more is, um, no clear message. So you're not sure how to answer when, when Mm -hmm. the time comes to finally talk about what you do, there's not a clear or compelling answer that really stands out and makes people want to know more. And that could be because of simply lack of clarity. It could be over talking. And so you give too much, or it could Mm -hmm. be that um, this was my, (laughs) this was something I struggled with was, Oh no, like, just tell me more about you. I'm just so interested in you. (laughs) And I never talked about me. Um, and then the last thing is, I think just about the person themselves and not allowing, whether it's they don't feel comfortable or they don't feel like they have permission, but to really let their personality shine mm-hmm. when they're talking to people and to bring the humanness of who we are to these conversations. And that might be why you do what you do. It might be your hobbies and personal interests, but that's where some of the small talk 
doesn't have yeah, to be so yep. small. It can actually be what creates the really meaningful connection. Yeah. Um, so those those are a handful. And I know I said two more, but if I might add one more. <laughs> Go for it. Up. But it's this thought that the people you meet become your clients. And it's really, mm. they might, but it's the people you meet and then who did, and then the relationship you build and then sure. who did they know. So it's like a, a web. So those are a laundry list of, of what I see. Yeah. So then, and this is something I have heard that like, you're not supposed to lead with. So what do you do? I've heard that. Um, I went to a networking event for introverts. It was like a little mini coaching session <laughs> for introverted people who have to network. Um, so what is, what is your advice? Like what, what do you lead with then when you go in for something that maybe like feels really authentic to you as a person? So there's a couple of answers to this because it really depends on the format, especially mm. these days where so much is online versus in person. But I'll start mm -hmm. with in person. So if you're in person and you're in a, at an event where there isn't any structure, so it's more, mm -hmm. you know, cocktail style or just kind of yep. freely walking around the room. Personally, I think great questions are, so, you know, what brings you here today? How do you mm -hmm. know the host mm -hmm. or how do you know the, you know, are you part of this group? Whatever that might be, that can be a nice opener. Um, and then, you know, something else, even if someone does ask you, what do you do? Uh, I give everybody permission to, to not answer that question, like take it in a different direction for yourself mm -hmm. and maybe share why you do what you do instead. It's like, well, let me, you know, or you could ask the question. So what energizes or excites you about, about your mm -hmm. work? But mm -hmm. These questions dig a little bit deeper and we connect emotionally. I mean, you're yeah, a marketer, yeah. you know that. We don't connect with the the logical, practical, I, you know, I teach workshops or I'm a coach. Mm -hmm, we, mm -hmm. we connect through the why. And I think when we can lead with that, it mm -hmm. just allows for a much richer conversation. So that, those are a couple of options in person. Absolutely. Um, and online, at least the way I structure mine, I always give people fun conversation starters and different activities. I use breakout rooms. So yeah. a lot of that awkwardness automatically goes away because they've yes. already been told what, what to do in a way, or yeah, at least have some guidance. Yeah. I think that's, um, really, really great advice and giving people permission to not answer the question directly as it was asked. I mean, that's, it sounds so silly that we need that as people, <laughs> but it is true, right. you know, and you can still answer. So what do you do? And like, yeah. tell them. So if I went and and somebody was like, oh, so what do you do? If I said, oh, I'm a marketing consultant, everybody's going to be like, <laughs> another no. one? <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, oh, God, like, uh, how fast can I get away from this mm -hmm. woman? But if I say, well, you know, I wanted to start my own business because I wanted to have some more white space in my calendar and just some more freedom and flexibility. I've got three small kids and I wanted to just be able to spend time with them in, you know, in less, more than an hour than right. I was getting with them in the corporate when I was at my corporate job. So I started my own marketing business. I worked in corporate marketing and now here's what I do mm -hmm. and why I love doing what I do, you know, and you can kind of, again, like I've answered their question, yeah. mm -hmm. but 
you know, they, they might not love that I'm a marketing consultant. <laughs> um, right. You know, they might be like, oh, no, I'm going to get trapped by this woman who's just going to hound me. But by hopefully humanizing kind of like you said, mm-hmm. the why mm-hmm. of why I'm not in corporate marketing anymore, um, hopefully gives them something they can connect on and go, right. oh, that's cool. You know, and even if yeah. they don't, say anything else about what I do professionally. They might be like, oh, you said you've got three little kids at home, you know, and like that's, again, just other ways you can, you start to kind of make that connection and things like that. So um, I think that's really, really smart advice. And I wish somebody, when I had started networking, I wish somebody had said like, hey, you don't have to answer a question with the exact, it's not like a graded test. Right. You're in charge. (laughs) Yeah. You can kind of steer that, steer that conversation. Mm -hmm. And then like you said, you can follow up. So if you answer with like the why you do with what you do, sprinkled with a little bit of what you actually do, obviously, that's a really easy way or a natural way to then turn that question back on them and say, like, what energizes you about the work that you do? Mm-hmm. So they're still going to have to tell you the work that they have to sure. do or that right. they do, Yeah, but they have to answer it in a different, different way, which way. is just like, mm-hmm. oh, I work in IT. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so much okay. more interesting to say, um, you know, I love having white space in my calendar or for me, it's, I, I get jazzed when people, I get jazzed for a number of reasons, but when I have a nervous networker who never wanted, never thought they could, and they leave and say, Oh my God, I love networking jazzes mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, when people make connections with others that they wouldn't have normally met, or they actually get, you know, opportunities yeah. that jazzes me. So it's, it's talking about what's meaningful to you about your work. And even when you do it, like you said, people still get a sense, probably a mm-hmm. better sense though, uh, yeah. of what you do without actually having that stiff, stuffy. Right. Uh, because then like, if you, if you run into somebody that you have like nothing in common with professionally. Mm-hmm. So if I run into an IT professional here, you know, and say, say I am a, a corporate marketer again, or even just like, even who I am right now, even if I'm going in as a marketing consultant. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Door, like my door opened and my cat just busted through. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, you know, if this, if somebody goes, oh, what do you do? And I say, well, I'm a marketing consultant. And I go, what do you do? And they go, I'm in IT. I'm like, okay. I have, like, I have nothing to connect with. My thoughts of an IT person are, oh, every time I have a really fun, creative idea, you're always the person who's standing mm. in my way to getting it done. <laughs> and like, right. what kind of connection is that? Like now I've just insulted you. <laughs> right. So, yeah. so then I think, I think that awkwardness comes in where it's like, well, now what do I, what do I say to this person? I have nothing like in common with them. I don't have any way to be like, to create that human connection That's other where- than like, uh, curiosity comes in really handy. And I think, you know, you talked about what are formalities. I don't see enough curiosity. So even if Mm -hmm. somebody, I'm a naturally curious person, my background is market research. I mean, I was trained in focus groups and survey design. Mm -hmm. So my brain works in questions. Uh, But if you hear that, you know, I'm a marketing consultant, I'm an IT person. I mean, this is for anybody, instead of shutting down the conversation or freezing, Cause you don't know. It's like, so tell mm-hmm. me more, like what part of it or even make a joke. It's like, <laughs> when I hear it, I think gatekeeper, or, you know, you're yeah. the reason why I can't get something done. Is that, you know, is that you? I mean, you can, 
I think we all have to be a little bit more curious when we are networking, mm. meeting people mm-hmm. to really dig in and figure out, is there a connection or is there not a connection? Right, right. And that's, I think, again, something that if you are like so, if you're so anxious about walking into that room, like your brain isn't focused on like, how can I be curious and right. create a connection yeah. here? It's just like, how do I not look mm-hmm. dumb? <laughs> or how do I <laughs> yeah. how make do I... a fool of myself? Or yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think like you kind of speak to this a little bit when as I was kind of perusing your site and like getting prepared to actually like host you mm-hmm. on on my podcast, I I saw that you were kind of talking about on your site, this journey that you went through where like, you know, you, you work during high school and then college and you have a super sex, successful career. And then, so you say like, Hey, we spend our lives training to be like really accomplished and really well-rounded, but then we start our businesses and we feel defeated and awkward and unprepared. And like, we're focused on not making a fool of ourselves. And this again, goes back to like those mm-hmm. protocols but we just kind of lack the ability to then promote our own ideas. And so I think part of networking is being able to promote your ideas. Yes, you want to add value to that community that you're in. You want to make those connections, but you do also need to be able to say like, here's what I do and here's what I am hoping to accomplish here today at some point in that conversation. So how how do we make that easier for ourselves? Because then we kind of get into this space like, so we might be comfortable that we're not making a fool of ourselves, but now we have no idea how to talk about what it is we do and what we're hoping to get from mm-hmm. that from that day's experience. Right. Oh, so a couple things. Well, there's always more than a couple of things. I don't even know why I said a couple <laughs> of things. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> it's such a lie. <laughs> There's, I'm going to say there's three main buckets that I work within or that I've kind of developed for, for myself and for the people that I work with. The one, one of them is what I call it starts with you. So it's to your point, if you walk in a room and you're frazzled and you're anxious, there's no way you're going to be able to focus mm-hmm. on anyone else or even get your message out clearly. So the right. first thing is to really, you know, I, talk, I, I call it clarity and it's really knowing who you are yeah. as a person and being grounded in that. Um, it's about knowing your goals, like why are you even showing up at this event? Mm-hmm. Uh, knowing who you want to talk to, who are the best people for you to meet? Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, and you can be open to that too, but having some idea can be really helpful so that it yeah, yeah. doesn't feel as as wide open. Um, and knowing what you're walking into. Mm-hmm. Again, it, it comes with curiosity. I've talked to different people and they say, well, you don't really know what you're walking into. I said, well, then call the host. Yeah. Um, you know, when I, when I host, and this is a lot of what I had to deal with is why it informed how I host events now. Mm-hmm. And I always reach out to new people. When I see someone sign up for one of my programs, I reach out with an email personally to introduce myself, see if they have any questions. I really don't want anyone to feel like a stranger when yeah. they come in even if we've never met. And that works wonders. So reach out and find out, like, what am I walking into? I mean, I've been to events where nobody even greets you at the door. And I think Mm. that is absolutely horrific. Um, So so that clarity and grounding in who you are, what you're trying to accomplish, who are you going to be in a room with, 
because it may not be the right people for you is all important to do before you even get there. Mm -hmm. The second area in terms of promoting your ideas is knowing what the heck you're promoting. And I say Mm -hmm. that as someone with experience of having promoted a ton of things over the the years. (laughs) And sometimes when you try to promote too much at once, not sometimes, when you try to promote too much at once, it confuses people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they don't know where to put their own attention. So they tune you out. So you have to be clear about that. So I think the most important thing with promoting, at least this has been true for me and the work that I've, the different types of work I've promoted over the years since I came out of corporate is I have to feel so connected to what I'm selling. Mm -hmm. I I am not good at, you know, I've got this chapstick here. It's like, I can't sell you this because I don't care about it. You know, Um, I really have to care deeply. And I find that a lot of the people I work with, it's about really digging in below the surface of the message they think they're sending, which might be, Mm -hmm. I'm a Reiki, you know, Reiki instructor, marketing consultant, executive coach, to really dig into the why and the, you know, like, why are you even doing this? That yeah. is a huge part because when you come from the heart, at that point, you come from the heart instead of the head. Um, there, It's almost impossible not to talk about it. Right, right. Um, so uh, just two examples from my life. Before the pandemic, I was teaching a lot of public speaking and presentation skills programs. That just happened. I didn't choose that. It, it was something that just kind of evolved and fell in my lap. Yeah. But I never, the work that I did in that space came to me through my website. I never went out to find it because I would sit, you know, I'd sit at home in my office. I'd be like, how did this happen? I, I am so not connected to this problem. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't know how to approach a right, prospect. Right. I didn't know how to approach a sales conversation. So it never worked. And I now don't really do that anymore um, in the way that I was doing before. But another example is uh, I've had two entrepreneurial projects in the last 15 years that worked, uh, that that got off the ground. One was a wellness website for local communities where I live. And -hmm. another one was a women's retreat, full day conference style with breakout sessions and the whole thing that was around emotional well-being. Uh, They were separate projects at separate times, um, but those worked like I, you know, I had a hundred people at that first event that I did. I did it on my own because I was fully connected to what that was and, and knew who the audience would be, mm-hmm. what, you know, why they would want to go. Um, and speaking of networking, a lot of people came, it wasn't their kind of thing. Cause it was very yoga meditation, very uh, holistic. And yeah. they said to me, I wouldn't normally do something like this, but I trust you. Mm. And that was because I had spent 10 years networking in person, showing up, volunteering, doing that work. So that Mm -hmm. by the time I had this giant thing that I was putting out there, people came. So two examples of if you're not connected to what you're selling, you're not going to be able to do it. Yeah. I think that's really, really good advice. And it just kind of goes back and weaves into like this idea of authenticity that I talk about so much on this podcast in my business because when you're when you're not showing up when you're not connected you're not being authentic and like whether it's conscious or not people are going to kind of have that spidey sense that is like something is something is like kind mm-hmm. of off like she might have been a nice person to talk to but like 
I don't know. There's just something about her that like is preventing me from like wanting to go back for more. And so doing, doing that work and kind of digging in, I think is really, is really difficult though, because it does kind of have this element of vulnerability Mm -hmm. that is, is hard to get past when you are talking to strangers or people that you don't know. Um, and I know that's something that like I would, I would probably struggle with, you know, it's easy for me. And I'll go back to the answer that I gave when we were kind of talking through the questions earlier. Like I can say, Oh, I want more white space in, in the calendar, in my calendar. Like that's true, but that's like the very surface level glossy version of like why I wanted white space. And the reality, the reality is that like I had a job that even though I really loved the work that I was doing and the environment that I was in, it was not a good environment for me anymore. And my, like I was responding physically, like I was physically ill and every morning I was like this horrible, ugly person I felt like with my kids, like I'm yelling at them and like rushing them to get out the door because all I wanted to do, it was coming from like a genuine place of goodness. Like all I wanted to do was hurry up and get to work so I could hurry up and get home and be with them. But like in, in that Mm -hmm. sentiment, like here I am yelling at them and somebody is always, we're always leaving with tears, like somebody in tears. And sometimes it was me, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's Mm -hmm. mom Mm -hmm. crying on the way to daycare, like, you know, because it just wasn't the, like, you know, and then I had this thought one day as I'm the one who's crying on my way into work and I'm going, this cannot be it. Like this can't be my life, (laughs) you know? And that's like, that is a, that's a hard conversation. Like there, there are ugly parts of it that like I have to own. And, you know, it, even though there was probably nothing wrong with my employer at the time, like that doesn't necessarily paint them in the best picture where I'm like, you know, there's this environment that I'm in. So there's like this element of vulnerability. Oh, vulnerability is huge. And you you you're really touching on two things. I, I when we were talking before I mentioned the three buckets that I group mm-hmm. things in. It's the clarity, the communication and the messaging and then the third one I call the connection. And that, you know, in part it's the people and it's the environment. Does the environment mm-hmm. support you to be who you are and bring all parts of you to the work that you're doing? And that, you know, we can teach people all day how to how to be a better communicator, how to market mm-hmm, better, mm-hmm. how to network better. But if the environment doesn't support who you are, mm-hmm. then you're still going to feel yeah. tense, awkward. Kind of dis- disingenuous. You know, disingenuous. Like you have a wall. You're protecting yourself. You For know? sure. And then, and then that, that environment, you know, comes from the top. So whoever's leading it has to lead that way. Mm-hmm. So that the people in the room also feel comfortable letting their letting their guard down, essentially. Right. So then, how do you how do you start to kind of find these events? Because I I'm kind of like scrolling through my mental rolodex of like, okay, now that things are starting to open up a little bit more, and I can go and I can do things in person. There are like chamber of commerce um, meetings that I could networking events that I could go to. Um, there's various business associations, but all of them are like very, you know, they're going to fit in that corporate box, right? And how do you, 
how do you start to find events that maybe like are better suited to the type of networking you want to do? Because that those probably are good places for an entrepreneur to be, mm-hmm. but you also probably want to find some that feel really aligned and authentic to you so that you can kind of start to understand what it's like to network in that very genuine way. But where do you like, where do you find these events? Cause I, I guess I don't even know where I would start. I would start with the people that you already know, honestly, Mm -hmm. um, and find out where they're networking and what they think about it. You know, we talked about this notion of promoting, you know, what networking is. And part of it is, you know, where else are you networking? And Mm. this is what I'm looking for. So yes, there's promoting our own ideas and our own business, but there's also promoting the things we need in order to grow. So I would start by talking to other people in your, in your network circles, um, Mm -hmm. who, you know, are are face-to-face networkers and find out where they're going, what they think about it, why they're doing it. Again, the curiosity, because there are, there are different groups for different needs that we Mm -hmm. all have. Um, I'd been a member of different chambers for years. Um, and then when the pandemic hit, I canceled a lot of my memberships, to be honest, because we weren't right, <laughs> going right. anywhere. So, um, and, and I would also say there are different, different chambers have different personalities. So I'm in Massachusetts mm. and, um, and I've been a member of different chambers here and they all have different personalities. And again, it, they, the personalities are based on who's running the chamber. Mm. That and, makes a lot of sense. So then it's kind of finding finding the groups that are going to work for you feels and sounds a little bit like finding kind of like the right shoes to go mm-hmm. with and like a dress or something right. like that. You know, you kind of you kind of have to go through and you have to try a lot of them. Like you have to try that. Yeah, it's trial there's and, trial and error for sure. Yeah, and it's it's not diving in and committing and getting the membership right away necessarily. It's seeing if there's like a drop-in fee where you can just pay that yes. drop-in fee a handful of times and and just kind of explore it that way and make sure that it is a good fit mm-hmm. because otherwise like you pony up and you pay $400 for a membership that you're like, okay, this is a bust. I can't, right. I don't even get anything out of this right. anymore. And that's where the clarity of goals, you know, why would you, why, what are you trying to accomplish from joining a chamber and for any group really? Um, and trying it out. The other thing too, two other things that, that I always tell people is be a trailblazer. I mean, if you, if you want to join a local chamber to meet more local businesses and things like that, mm-hmm. and, and they're not hosting there, you know, you don't feel like you fit. Is there a way to fit? You know, mm-hmm. is there a way, you know, do you have ideas that maybe they don't know about? I mean, chambers are always looking for volunteers. So you yeah. could bring a new idea to them. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to not join. And then, of course, the other thing is host your own. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not finding anything that really works, I always tell people, host your own. Bring your mm-hmm. bring, bring the people that you want to meet together for different reasons. Um, podcasting, I think is a untapped networking opportunity yeah, for yeah. hosts, guests, and listeners. So I, you know, I think there's, I've been a member of so many groups over the years, different women's groups, chambers, BNI, which is the heavy referral kind of network. I've hosted my mm-hmm. own stuff. I've been a part of, you know, your non-traditional networking industry associations. I mean, there's so many. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's opportunities. a lot. And and they, they're, the great thing is they're all there for when we need them. 
because mm. we might not be ready for, you know, a chamber was not my first entry point. My first networking entry point was a women's business owner organization. I felt comfortable and safe there. They were super welcoming. And then eventually I felt like I graduated to a chamber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Which kind of, so, um, I mean, I use that as kind of like a little little segue into a question that I've I've had, and that's you know when I think about the chambers, I often think about um, you know they are presidents, they are CEOs, they are executives, um, mixed in with a lot of like small business owners and things like that. Um, at least kind of like in the area that I'm in. And so when I think about networking and if I take a step back and I, and I assess, okay, like going back to who do I need to connect with? Who is, who is kind of my right, the best person? When I think about it, I do need access and I want access to CEOs and um, kind of more of those executive type leaderships. They are the business or they are the decision makers in the business. Um they are people who can collaborate with me. One thing that I've run into is like, how do I even get access to those people? Like, how do I pick them out in the room? How do I go up and I, how do I start a conversation with them? And how do I just in general kind of get access to these people? Because it's, it is intimidating, right? For someone who I didn't necessarily have to work with them as much in the corporate world. So I don't have, I don't have that rapport. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, what advice do you have for people like that, like me who are like, Hey, I need access to these decision makers. How do I even get in front of them when I'm at an event? So are these big companies, small companies, um, I, th they probably sound big. So in my, if I'm thinking of my ideal, um, target client, um, it's probably like a CEO of a company that's around 250 people. So that sounds really big. Economically, it's probably defined as like a small business. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, they're like, it's a big enough company. Like they're yeah. not, they're not the mom and pop business owner necessarily. Right. So they're growing and they're looking yeah. for marketing support. Yeah. Yeah. So is it the CEO that you would talk to? So in this instance, I'm thinking it's a CEO. One of, so one of my target clients would be a CEO, right? Mm -hmm. Because they are somebody who's, they've got an organization, it's growing. Mm -hmm. It might have a small or non-existent marketing team mm -hmm. that needs help. Yep. And they just, so they kind of recognize that they need more from their marketing. They just don't realize what that is right now. Right. And so that's kind of my entry point into what I do get in front of those people, you know, after, you know, after we've kind of gotten to a point where it is appropriate to ask that question, right? I'm not coming in with right. this, but then it's kind of like, oh, you know, like, tell me about like, how many marketing people do you have on your team? Like what, you know, what yeah. do you like about your marketing? Mm -hmm. What is it? How do you feel about, how do you feel it performs for you? Those are kind of my entry points to kind of learn like, okay, is this person really someone who needs my services mm -hmm. or are they like, no, you know, we've got a really great team. They're firing all, all right. cylinders, okay. that type of deal. All right. So a couple of thoughts. And again, like my, this whole notion of shedding formalities too, is you got to figure out what's going to work for you. So I'm just mm. going to pop out some thoughts that come to me as you're doing this. And based on my own experiences, accessing people and yeah. being part of chambers. The first one, and this is, I mean, a good chamber will 
do this for you. Um, if they really care about their members is to talk to who, you know, whoever runs the events or membership director or something like that and say, Hey, these are the people I'm looking to meet. How, what, what would you say is the best way to go about doing that? Sometimes mm. they will make the introduction on your behalf. Sure. Um, there are maybe sponsorship opportunities to start to get your company in front of them at different mm -hmm. events. Obviously mm -hmm. that costs money, but it, and sometimes you get a speaking opportunity and things like that. So that could be an interesting way to get in front of them. Um, you could interview them on your podcast mm -hmm. to get their, you know, get them telling their story about their business. Um, and I had a, a another one and now it's just um oh if they're active or people from their company other executives are active on social media you could follow their content mm -hmm. and you know start to build the relationship that way no that makes that makes a good point i wouldn't have thought to like reach out and and ask like the person who's again who's hosting the event and this sounds so obvious now that you're saying it to be like hey you know this is who i'm looking to connect i'm new here is there anyone that you suggest talking to and that right away i think kind of again takes some of the pressure off of you as the attendee like if you're somebody who gets a little nervous going in but i just never would have like thought to utilize that because again i feel like when we go into these events we're always kind of like taught hey you just you just go in and you start like making just those mingle. conversations mm -hmm. yeah just right. mingle just mingle mm -hmm. which mingling i feel like brings on a whole new level of like protocols that you're just like, what, what do I do here? How do I, right. you know, so like one thing that I always find, and I am one of these people, I would, I would a hundred percent be guilty of doing something like this. Like when I get, when I connect with somebody that is like a good connection, I'm immediately like, oh, thank God. And then, <laughs> it then I, yeah, it feels good. But then I'm like, oh, now I want to, now I want to stick to you because, <laughs> because, because you're safe. I, because you are safe. safe. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I have to challenge myself mm -hmm. to kind of like not, not yeah. kind of do that. Right. So how do you, how do you mingle then? Because then it's like, all right, well, I made a good connection, but this conversation is kind of winding down. How do I like tactfully exit? And mm. I'm not just like, okay, well, I'm going to go find someone new to I talk to. All right. So to, I, I want to back up for one second before we get into that. God, I hear this question that you just asked all the time lately. I don't know if <laughs> it's because the world is like, how do I get out of a conversation? <laughs> um, but I want to add one more thing You talk, when you were talking about how to access people. The other op opportunity for access um, is more indirect, but it's also thinking about complementary businesses to yours. Mm. Um, so you have your marketing expertise, um, but you know, like a graphic designer, a copywriter, be a digital marketer, a coach, I'll focus on marketing. So if you all have the same target or similar target audiences, then that can make for good referral mm. uh, partnerships and potentially access to other companies. So I just wanted to add that in mm. as well. That's good. Um, but getting out of a conversation, this is why I love Zoom networking, to be perfectly honest with you, because it, it is nice. Um, <laughs> you don't have to deal with that. <laughs> uh, but 
you, so a couple of things. One, one is simply, again, it's a permission thing and it's, it's, it's a kind of a taking charge, taking control over your networking strategy and your networking, uh, experience. And then for the other person, we all have to remember that it's not personal because this is what we're all there to do. Uh, but it's simply, you know, I really enjoyed this conversation. I would love to, I'd love to keep it going. Sure. Here's my that card, kind of maybe, thing. Let's, or let's set up some time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know, I don't want to keep you from meeting other people. That you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. that that I struggle with that a little because it, it sounds a little cliche. It sounds like oh sure. yeah, they're trying to get out of it. Um, another, but you know, but that's what we have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've simply said, you know what, I need to run to the restroom. I <laughs> go to the ladies' room, but it was great talking to sure. you. Sure. Because there are, I think it's definitely easier to leave a conversation when it's been good and you know you want to stay in touch. Sure. Um, it feels a little bit more uncomfortable when it's not going anywhere and you, you know, you, I don't know, kind of feel bad, but it's still, you know, it was great talking to you. I'm going to let you continue meeting other people and I'm going to do the same. Thanks for your time. It takes time, I think, to get comfortable with that. Sure. But I mean, you could even, I guess I'm, I'm listening to you say this and, and something that, um, I, a guest of mine a while back said, he was like, you know, I am just, he was like, I am just a very vulnerable person and I just kind of lead with that. And so I'm thinking back on his advice and like one thing he would just say is like, Hey, I've challenged myself to Mm -hmm. meet as many people as I can today. Like this has been a great conversation, but I am going to like, thank you so much. It was great meeting you. Here's my card. If you want to stay connected or what, Mm -hmm. how, if you want to do something like that, but Hey, I've challenged myself to meet more people today. So this has been great. Thank you. I'm going to continue mingling and getting to know people. Thank you so much. And then you just, I mean, you're just sort of honest about it. And then if it's not going anywhere, like it's, it's an out and you're just like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, I'm, I'm done here. Like, (laughs) you know, the other strategy I've used that I I like to use is um, to make sure, make sure you're not leaving someone alone. So if you're Mm -hmm. talking one-to-one, I don't, I don't like being left alone. I don't like leaving other people alone, but I will, if I can pull somebody else in or a couple of people in to a conversation and say, Oh, Hey, you know, I've been talking to Caitlin. Have you met Caitlin let yet? Um, and let them talk. So be the introducer and the connector. And then you can kind of step away. That's another, mm-hmm. I think that's a great way to. Oh yeah. Kind of go. like a little stealth, a little stealth handoff, if you will. You're being Which, useful because you're introducing people sure. to each other and then you can uh, step away from that and keep doing your networking. Sure. So what if, so, um, and this kind of goes back to a conversation I've had a few times over the past month, which is, you know, when you're when you're new to networking like me, when you don't have that networking. So I'm going to show up at a networking event and I'm not well connected. I don't know a lot of people. I may not be able to do that handoff. Um, and as I previously noted, I'm like, what is it they call it in the Wedding Crashers movie? Like a stage five clinger or something like that. (laughs) You know, like, so again, I have like had to train myself out of, out of that. But like one of the things that I think is always intimidating is like, okay, if I can't do that, then like, I'm going to, I'm going to use my owl. I'm going to say like, Hey, this has been a great conversation. I've challenged myself to meet new people. So thank you so much. And then I turn and now I have no new group to go to. I don't know these people. 
how do you like kind of tactfully go up and start a conversation without being like a weirdo who's like, hey, do you just walk up to a group and say, hey, do you mind if I uh, do you mind if I join you? I don't know. <laughs> it it is the most awkward thing, honestly, Caitlin. I don't have a good answer for that because I haven't figured it out myself. It is <laughs> fair. So- fair. Awkward. Um, what I can share is what I was taught. And so I, you know, unless I know the people, but if there's two people talking together, a best practice that I was taught was you don't want to interrupt two people because it could be a deep, you know, conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Unless I know them really well, then I will. And, right, I, and I'll right, make right. fun of it. Um, so, you know, you find a group, um, you know, you can slide in. I don't have a good answer because I haven't figured it out. And to be honest, <laughs> even, be, you know, it's part of why I started hosting my own. Yeah. Um, and I was doing it in person before the, the pandemic hit. Uh, and it's why I stopped going to evening like cocktail. If if the mm-hmm. event didn't have some sort of structure to it, a speaker mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. like a speed networking or something, I stopped going because it's really weird. It's yeah. really weird. But then the irony is when I started hosting in person, it was a cocktail style event. <laughs> <laughs> but I had but I had very specific rules for myself that sure. I was going to follow to ensure people didn't have that experience. Right. And I think that's – I was just going to say as you're saying that, like it sounds like you're very aware of like, hey, if this is – if this is something I don't like at another event and I'm hosting my own, then like you're probably aware to be able to like scan the room and be like, is there somebody else, you know, can I help? Or like maybe you enlist a couple of people to be like, Hey, um, it kind of reminds me of like the buddy bench at recess for my son's school. You know, like if they don't have someone to play with, they go and they sit on this bench. I'm like, I need a buddy bench at networking Mm -hmm. events where it's like, I'm brand new here. Someone please come talk to me and introduce me to other people, please. A lot. Some chambers will have what they call ambassadors, yeah, and, and they're exactly for that reason. They're supposed to be that meet and yes. greet, and you know, kind of take care of new people and things like that. And you know, you were talking about how do I get access to people? I think volunteering in groups mm. it was a tremendous way for me to to get comfortable inserting myself because all of a sudden it wasn't about me. It was mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. oh hey, I'm I'm whatever. I'm on the membership committee for this group. Yeah, and hey, I just can wanted I just... to introduce myself and yeah. So that that's another way to make it more comfortable as long as you're still getting to promote you and yeah. what you're doing and it's not all about the group that you're promoting, you know, mm-hmm, on their behalf. Mm-hmm. So there's so many different strategies and that's mm-hmm. where I say you've got to figure, you know, it, it's trial and error. It's explore. I say, say yes, unless mm-hmm. you're like totally having an anxiety attack, but <laughs> say yeah. And, and I almost did the first time I walked in a networking event, but, but then I was hooked because people were super nice. They welcomed me. Um, it took me a while to really promote myself. I was more of like yeah. asking everybody else about themselves, but you know, getting known is the first step and then you want to get known for something. <laughs> right, particular. right. And then, and then you want to stay in touch. You know, it's, it's the consistency. You keep going. People sometimes um, tell me, well, I want to meet new people. It's like, well, how well do you know the people you just met a month ago? Mm-hmm. You know, because it takes time to really have that kind of relationship where then you, you feel comfortable leveraging it. Right, right. Absolutely. That makes, so I feel like what a lot of this is kind of coming down to as we're coming up on like the top of the hour um, is that there is 
there are so many limiting beliefs, I think, when we're going into these events, whether it's about the event itself, whether it's about us and our ability to like make these human connections. But it's going to be one of the most valuable tools for your business because you just you you never know who knows someone who knows your next client you yeah. know and it's it's kind of like you said it's this web that you start to build mm-hmm. you know i may not show up and find any new leads and that's totally fine but i may get in front of someone who's like ooh you know what? I was just talking to so-and-so a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. about how they need help with their marketing mm-hmm. or they have a brand new um, marketing manager and she just needs some help. And this girl would be perfect. This girl, this woman would be perfect mm-hmm. to talk to. And they might be able to make that introduction. It may not happen right away. They might have to talk to me a few more times and just mm-hmm. kind of like feel me out. But it'll get there, right? Yes. But a lot of what we've talked about just comes down to these limiting beliefs that we have. We're being too formal. We're cultivating some kind of persona maybe because we just don't know how to like behave authentically in the space that we're walking into. So what is one step that someone, a listener could take today to kind of start changing those behaviors and get more comfortable with networking, engaging the room, things like that? I think the first step is always awareness. Mm. It's always recognizing what is it, in fact, that is holding you back. Um, What is stopping you from walking into that room? What is keeping you from talking to that person? Mm. What is um, stopping you from reaching out after you've met somebody to keep the conversation going? Uh, aware you we can't change what we're not aware of so i say that is definitely the first step mm. um and that's sometimes the hardest step because we're moving mm-hmm. so fast through life we don't we don't right you know, right we, don't we give ourselves a chance to to do all this but you know what i've found and you know you, you alluded to kind of the story is that this takes work you know as we mm-hmm. we have uh, a lot of the people that i'm in touch with, and and maybe you too, come from corporate backgrounds. They come from backgrounds that where they were taught certain ways of being in the world or doing mm-hmm. in the world. And mm-hmm. if you're if that's not working for you anymore, you know you feel restrained by that or stifled by that. It takes work to shake it off. I mean, it's yeah. not it's not just walking in a room and getting it. I mean, be, becoming. Mm-hmm. And it really is is becoming more of who you already are. I mean, we yeah. already you know, have these. You you talk about authenticity. I call you know for me, it's like shedding shedding all of these yep. beliefs, behaviors that we've built up to protect ourselves, to not be vulnerable, to not you know share ourselves and what's mm-hmm. important to us. Um, it takes time and effort, and uh, to be honest, healing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, there's. There's a lot of deep reflective work that has to happen to be able to break down some of those walls and really step into a room mm-hmm. and say, you know what, I belong here. Um, my business is valuable. Yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, gosh darn it, I'm going to walk up to that person, that CEO that I want to talk to. It's just, just talk to them. It's like, hey, yeah. I hear you work at da 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 da. I've been interested in that company for a long time. Here's why. I'd love to hear more about what you're doing. And you know, it's all. It's got to be about them before mm-hmm, it's about mm-hmm. you. And um, but that all takes to like, I, you know, we're on video, so you might see me like moving my arms, <laughs> and kind of wearing a 
tight jacket, but but it can feel very restrained. And we have to be willing to shake it all off. And Mm -hmm. then that weight is lifted off our shoulder. The tension is lifted off our shoulders, our back. And we could just walk in the room and say, this is who I am. This is what I offer the world. This is why I love it. And I also want to know about you. And let's see what what comes of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really – Yeah. That's really, I think, good advice because you do do have to have – a great deal of confidence in yourself going into those. And that that awareness, I think, kind of is going to lead you down the path of contemplating and thinking about what's keeping you from being confident. And there's a lot of work that has to go into, um, like you said, getting past that so you can walk in and feel worthy of that. And, and um it's just it's such a long process, right? Sometimes, or, or it can be, I guess. Like right. if you are somebody who isn't comfortable in that space, and I think mm-hmm. that's something that, again, coming into owning my own business, like I had, I had no idea. Yeah. I had, I had no clue. <laughs> right. No one told me. Yeah. Um, you know, and I wished. I wish too, when I had been in the corporate world, somebody had like said, Hey, this is a really valuable skill set. You should care more about this. Mm-hmm. Like you should cultivate this. Yeah. You yeah. know, because I think it it was it would have been easier for me to get confident in a networking scenario when I sort of had the protection of an organization. I right. had something very, very defined. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and maybe I would have been maybe I would have been like a half step closer (laughs) to being successful at networking Mm -hmm. going into my own business. Now, you know, there's a whole, we could do a whole separate episode on how moving from corporate to owning your own business, like kind of rocks you to, to your core. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's probably going to strip away all that stuff anyway, (laughs) but at least things, it's all about putting yourself out there. Yeah. You start your own business and this is where like the promoting your own ideas comes Mm -hmm. in. That's the ultimate in vulnerability because mm-hmm. it feels so personal to you. Yes. If someone doesn't like it, it feels like a direct hit to who you yeah, are. Yeah. And, um, so it's, it's super scary. Yeah, absolutely. And be, being vulnerable is absolutely my Achilles mm-hmm. heel in a lot of situations, even in my own, even in my own branding, yeah. I've had, you know, I've had friends and colleagues of mine who are like, you you don't even follow your own advice half the time. Right. Like, I know, but it's just so hard because well, it's it's that personal story. I remember talking you know. to you on my podcast, which hasn't published yet, but um, but we were talking about that notion of like being the expert, mm-hmm. right? Weren't we? And then not yeah. knowing the answers to questions, and so there's all these different facets of that mm-hmm. vulnerability that we have to break down. Yeah, and I, if and I just this just occurred to me, like if I did another episode of Shed the Formality, something I would. The, the topic that I would hit on. Okay. See, we're doing a horrible job of wrapping up this episode. I know. But, we just um, keep going. We <laughs> just do. This is going to be my final thought. <laughs> part two um, is, you know, like part of the reason that I, I struggle so much is I've always been told like, oh, you're too emotional. Mm. And I'm like, no, I am emotional because I'm very passionate about the points that I'm trying to make to you. And like it's it's so frustrating to me that like you are just pegging it as like hysteria <laughs> and not oh, that's a totally you know, separate conversation a totally separate yes. conversation yeah. so we can't even go down <laughs> that path i'm gonna go back to like wrapping this up but that awareness right that yeah. awareness is but that is something that i've had to be aware of 
here, I'm going to tie this back and wrap it up for you guys. <laughs> that awareness of, of that kind of being something that like I creates creates this very like visceral response to me and like keeps me from being my most authentic self um, is something that like I have had to work on quite a bit to to get the confidence I need to walk in and step into these situations. So that awareness, it's going to lead to a whole web of, of things that you need to think about, but it's going to be like very, very necessary work. So on that note, because otherwise we're going to keep going (laughs) and I won't stop, um, which I think is maybe the downfall of, or the benefit. I'm going to say it's a benefit of having two podcast hosts. (laughs) I know. on. Um, Stacey, thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing your story and your insight. How can listeners connect with you? I'm online, engagetheroom.com. Come to one of my events. Um, And the podcast is Shed the Formality. It's also on the website and also on all all the apps. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Startup Marketing listeners. That's a wrap for today. I hope you have enjoyed this conversation. If you did, please don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe to help others like you find this podcast. Until next time.